Andi andra mosa yan viansa kanyara mosa shatani. That means good morning to you. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> Can you play too much? <laughs> People ask all the time, and I have to slow them down and have them to listen to what they're saying. They say, Quinesha, Hugh, or Nini, where do you get this joy from? Ask that question again. Where do you get this joy, the joy that you have? Where do you get that energy, that laughter, just that excitement from? All those words you said were action words, good words. Where? Where did you get? Mm. Where did you get that joy? Mm. From? Mm. Where did you get that energy from? That excitement? You light up the room. Where did you get? Mm. Where? Keywords, where? Another keywords. Get from. That means that I took my eyes off of everything that can cause me not to have what I can get where I'm from. So I must come aside with God alongside, away from the way that I thought to live, to feel, even that was told or taught to me how to feel, how to live. And somehow, some way, I realized one day I didn't want that anymore for me. So I had to pull from another place. I had to look at a different reality. It doesn't matter anymore to me what I can physically see. Because it's so much in me as a deposit that nothing could change my mind regarding what I have access to freely. So to answer your question, I got it from the kingdom. And so do you have it. Just look in a different direction. Pull from that direction. Engage in that direction. Follow that direction. Do well in that direction. Be honest in that direction. Be still in that direction. Stand firm in that direction. Steadfast in that direction. Use your faith regarding that direction. Trust. Believe in that direction. And you shall receive from that direction. All the day long. I notice when we say, we begin to encounter, we begin to feel what we say. So why not say something that's going to have me to feel, think, no better? Me speaking from the earth's way of receiving what it's trying to release, I'm just going to keep having a cycle of problems in my path. I'm going to keep thinking troubled. I'm going to keep thinking I'm troubled. I'm going to keep thinking trouble around me. I'm going to keep thinking, you know, troubles and thoughts. Got to put it into that. 
Just like we put an end to the things that we no longer do anymore and we know we're not ever going back to that, ever revisiting that. That's how we have to feel about every area of our lives daily, not sometimes, daily. It don't matter what someone can say, you have to have it in your heart. That's it for me that way. I'm not engaging. I don't care how disrespectfully it is. No, I won't gossip anymore. No, I won't lie anymore. No, I won't exaggerate anymore. No, I won't lust anymore. No, I won't be entangled anymore. No, I will not be conformed anymore. Because I'm embracing from this direction what it is to be transformed. And not in and out with transformation. Not in and out with my worship and praise. Not in and out with my giving of thanks. Not in and out with my, you understand? With my love for God. Because he's never in and out regarding me. And then I had to realize, yes, my heart loves him. Yes, I thank him with my lips. That's the first, the first fruit of my lips, giving him thanks, giving him praise for all that he do. And we do that all the time, don't we? We can think about problems and frown and think about God and smile because he has never let us down. He has always came through. No matter we understood his timing or not, he still comes through. He's still good. He's still faithful. He's still patient. He's still who he is. And that would never, ever change. And he knows we feel that way about him. But this is how God receives our worship, our love, our faith, our trust concerning him, our believing. When we demonstrate that. There's no demonstration if I become entangled. There's no demonstration if I say what I don't want to see. So to dwell in this direction, it keeps us how we ought to be. So I begin to declare over my life at 3.28 in the morning, getting up, dancing, getting dressed, and here come God, you know, get dressed before you Get on here and record, even though you guys only hearing me. It's audible. And God had me to put on my best. Because you're worth me, you know, my you're worth my best. Me giving my best, even though you're not physically seeing. But you can see with your spiritual eyes because you can hear my energy. You can hear my excitement. This don't, this don't sound like I'm just getting out the bed. This don't sound like I have a scarf on my head. Or feel like I'm not going to have a good day. You can feel the excitement that I declared over it. You can feel the energy coming from me. You can feel that I'm serious about this. You can feel my body language without even seeing it. You already know what kind of day I'm going to have just by how I feel and how I sound. I said, Father, I would do anything for you. You know how many times he have gotten me up to get on here without even washing my face? Just bed here. That's just like getting up, going to run. Who gets out the bed to go run? And I mean run fast. Wait a second. <laughs> the first thing we do when we get up is go to the restroom. Wash our face, brush our teeth, do what we got to do. Freshen up and then get dressed for the new day. Sometimes God say, get up on here. 
I done failed so many times pushing play. Kept hitting the same toe on the corner of the wall. Like, oh my God. Jesus. He said, get up and fall. Pray. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you know what? I just prayed. I'm just, I'm half asleep. Pull your heart out to this crowd. Say this. And then all of a sudden, guess what? God said to me, through it all, all of that came from obedience. Then your toe heal up. Do you see that bruise anymore? Do I have to even keep getting you up and keep getting you up for you to actually get up out the bed to go do? No. God said, I'm teaching you all how to live a lifestyle based upon at any time. Because what I placed in you, said God, at any time, I know how to release at the right time regarding your any time for somebody else to know that I'm always on time, say of God. Me on here, so many of you, you know, are being blessed. And I had no idea how this is even set up for so many to actually hear that's not even connected to me on the podcast, you know, directly as an anchor to the audience. And most of the views are outside of this. And I kept confessing and I keep confessing. I will always continue to confess. My life, it keeps getting better and better. It doesn't matter. I'm not taking no consideration to even think of something negative that will come because things happen. And while we're here in the earth, things going to always happen that we don't expect. That's why God said, expect the unexpected. And that goes for any way. We just know that he already turned it around for our good. I really believe him when he say that. With the devil meant for evil, God used that very same thing for good. So if I'm stuck in traffic, you don't have to be at work and I cannot help that. Not that I left out late because I didn't feel like leaving on time. No, I left out on time and still wind up looking like I'm going to be late. You're going to use this very thing to work out for my good. Somebody called me and cussed me out. You're going to use that very thing to work out for my good. Now people are calling, complimenting what God is doing in me. They said I wouldn't be anything. I don't have anything. Now, we don't receive those words, but they're not pleasant, you know, pleasurable, pleasing to even hear. How someone can think so low of a person. And God used that very same thing for good. From my childhood, teenage years, young adult years to today, God always had me to work on my speech. What I mean by speech, I mean that speech that we're going to give when everything begins to turn around. Just that blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And people are confessing and declaring God's favor over your life. That they know God is with you. And everything begins to fall in place for you. Everybody have a set day and time for just, you know, much more, much more, much more. And it's now. But I always worked on that speech. And I'm going to tell you why I worked on it. 
because I hear that speech all the time, even when it comes to athletes, when they get, you know, recruited. You understand? They get drafted, the NFL, all of that. And they make that speech. People that, you know, signed a record label with a record company, they make that speech. It's always that first speech. When that door opened, that opened up every other door and nothing by any means shall decrease in your life again. And everybody has a set day and time for that speech and it's now. And God needs to prepare for mine. Because I saw it beforehand. Many gonna feel like, dag, I said this, I done that, I wasn't there to do this, I wasn't there to help with that. And many people, you know, they vent about it on their speeches, when they give them, in their speech. Because people gonna ask questions. Is this part in your life, if they only see one? And many have said, no, I never seen them since, you know, I haven't seen them since. And some say, I've never seen them. And some try to show up on that day. Like they've been there. People start to call you that never do. People start complimenting you that never have. And God said that that was going to happen. That's to be expected. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. People that wanted to curse you are going to begin to bless you. Do good to those who despitefully use you. Pray for those who try to harm you, lied on you, backstabbed you, betrayed you, walked away from you, rejected you. And even though we've forgiven them and moved on, but it's a set day and time for God's glory to be revealed regarding that matter. And that time is now. Anybody get up there and say what, you know, how it could have happened, how it should have happened, but didn't happen. He should have been there. He wasn't there. And that's not a loving speech. That's not a loving testimony. That's not even coming from God. That's coming from flesh. That's coming from self, human nature. And we don't operate like that anymore. As a new creature, so how do we live now according to the fruits of the Spirit? So it's like all the old passed away. And many of us just say that because it's the right thing to say, the right thing to do, and the right way to feel. But some of us really feel those ways still. Have not released the people from the disappointment. See, we want to address things on the outside and God wants to uproot them from the inside out. Because they will never be in again once they've been uprooted. No one wants to get rid of a tree and cut it in half. It's going to grow back. You have to pull it from the root. Hallelujah. So if anybody ever asks me to do any interview or anything about this person or this regarding my upbringing, I have no regrets. All things work together for my good. My answers will always be what the devil meant for evil. God used that very same thing for my good. I have no regrets.
and using wisdom regarding any person, place, or thing. Consulting with God before I even open up my mouth, being that slow to speak and quicker to hear. So are you. We can't look at the people and think about the conversation that they had with us that was displeasing. We got to look at them and see God in them and declare over them what they're declaring over us, which is God's favor. Your favor too. You're blessed, man, and you're blessed too. Not just thank you and walk away. Not just feel it in our heart. Yeah, yeah, told you. Oh yeah, look at me now. No. That's not extending the hand. Diamo hoya. Always walk in forgiveness. See, Andimosaki. It benefits you when you do. Mihan Kanyamosaiye. Your time is now. Mia, your time. Mihan, your time. Mihan, your time. It's God's time. Now, what you say, it affects how you feel. Same goes for me. So if you wake up determined and not wavering, and not ceasing with our words of prayer. This is a day that the Lord has made for me. I'm not thinking about what happened yesterday. I'm not thinking that something could go sour for me today. I'm not thinking about any disruptions, interruptions today. I'm just looking at heaven open up before me today. I see a portal over me today. I'm standing over a portal today. Ram upon ram, line upon line, precept upon precept. It's glory upon glory upon me today. Not just for me, but as for me in my house today. Everything gets better and better this day for me. My attitude is better. My demeanor is better. How I'm presenting myself is better. My train of thoughts are better. How I respond to you, better. The smile on my face even gotten better. The look in my eyes even gotten better. My heart rate gotten better. Every organ is functioning better. My blood is pumping better. Every cell is functioning better. Every tissue, every bone, every joint is better. Every limb gotten better. It's not the old of the old anymore. I'm receiving new from the kingdom. Better. I'm restored back to my youth. I look better. I had to stop getting upset because many people think that when I'm walking down the street with my son, they think automatically that we are a couple. That's disgusting to say in front of a mother and son. And imagine how uncomfortable he feel. No. Don't say that. That's my mom. But we had to realize it. <laughs> you restore back to your youth.
and it has a lot to do with our height. <laughs> People just assume because I'm short, he's tall, that's how a couple's supposed to look. I don't know regarding teenagers. They automatically think I'm young because I'm short. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's so not true. My whole father's side of the family, the men, let me say the men, <laughs> and like the immediate, you know what I'm saying? Because people, you know, grow and, you know, spring forth, but they're no taller than five, six. Even five, five. <laughs> five, oh, God. Let me leave it alone. <laughs> but they're mighty. <laughs> Hallelujah. So keep declaring over your life. It's getting better. And it keeps getting better. And it's going to keep on getting better. Over your children. Y'all going to keep getting better. Y'all going to keep doing better. And the thing about it is, as we say it, it becomes. I find myself doing more, you know, social things intimately relationally with my child more. God give me ideas what to do this day, that day. And it's not for a long period of time. It's just quality time. Let's do this art piece together or let's just watch this movie together or something like that. Enjoying, you know, each other. Asking them more about things about you. Hallelujah. Because we have to make up in our minds that we're going to end a lot of cycles that keep trying to repeat themselves in our lives. Because I can see it prophetically now. A lot of us going to repeat what happened last year, this year, and going to wonder, when is it my year exactly? It becomes when you say it is. And you can only say what he has shown you to be. Can't make up nothing, declare. How do we know what to declare if he has not shown us to declare or decree? But we do know the promises that are found in his word, which are yes and amen. Sate muan, yes, amen. Sate, yes. Sate, yes. Muan, amen. God say match. A match. A perfect match. When we pull from that direction. You got to have it in your heart, your mind, soul, all of your being. Not today. We focus too much on Satan. By focusing on problems, trouble, persecution what's not happening, what we want to happen, I'm not where I want to be, then where do you want to go? That's not the words of a man from walking with God. Those words come from a person who don't know God. I'm not where I want to be. Then where do you want to be? I get what you say, but when we talk to God, regarding God, we have to speak directly. God don't speak metaphorically. He speaks parably. And if you notice that, Christ was speaking parables only until he had risen. Because he said it 
according to John 14, the disciples were getting frustrated. When are we going to be able to hear and understand you directly without you speaking foreign language that we don't understand? And they're talking about parables, which actually are words of wisdom. How come we can't understand when you speak in words of wisdom? Like when you say things like, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. What are you saying off? We're taking it literally, but you're not speaking literal. He was teaching how to tap into another world. He said, once the comforter come upon you, when I have risen to prepare a place for you, then you'll be able to understand direct language, which you cannot understand now. And the comforter will come upon you and you will be able to understand directly. It takes understanding from his direction in order to say, not anymore. No more of what I don't want of anymore. So what do I want? Let me confess that instead. Father, what did you say to me? What are you saying to me? When a season of things have been restored and been refreshed and still continue to be refreshed and restoring itself and restoring itself, meaning that it gets new new and more new better so I have to live from that place see from that place hear from that place know from that place and act on it so do you not even paying Satan no mind that's how far he is away from me I'm so busy thanking God from his direction. Think about any other direction. And Satan will try it. That's what he do. Seeking. What area in our lives he can devour. And let him continue to seek. And continue to flee. Because he continues to be denied. Every time. Don't you want to do this? No. You don't want that? No, I don't. And I'm so proud of myself. I get phone calls. Hey, what's up, Nene? We ain't seen you in a minute. Oh, I miss y'all too. It went from them saying, you know you want to drink? I told y'all I don't drink no more. Oh, okay. And keep trying to ask to see if I change my mind. Because back then, I did a lot. All right, just one, just one. I can just one, just one. They went from kept asking me to now they're like, hey, can you pray for us that, you know, we stop drinking so much? We proud of you. You know, you really doing what you say you going to do this time. I cannot have myself in situations where re reminiscing from an old life that I let go regarding music, places, or people. I can't. I won't. That doesn't mean not to socialize and love and be around. I just have boundaries regarding, you know, who I accompany. 
because they have to respect my decision making. You have to respect me like I respect you. I respect all of you enough to lie my life down because you're worth the best of me. You're not worth me looking good on the outside and feeling jacked up with it. You're not worth me putting on a mask in front of you guys or working on an attitude or, you know, you're worth more than that. You're worth my best. So this fired up woman that you see is because I honor you that much. Constantly keep denying every form of the flesh. The devil will try it. And not even just him. It's, you know, it's our flesh. We got to continue because our flesh try to talk to us about anything. You can watch a movie about somebody being dogged and then we begin to think about how we were. You can see people, you know, holding hands and looking so cute doing it, so in love. And you're like, you know, I'm ready for that. Gotta be patient. Because it's so much more than just that. I had to realize patience comes from love. And love comes with faith, which builds up so much more trust in God. How much more does he want to be glorified in and through our lives than we want to? It's his plan, his will. It's his doing. Now, why would he not want to see us prosper when we created to be prosperous? So just hold fast and keep declaring what he already said. Whatever he said to you is yours. Whatever he said to me is mine. Everything. Everything. And I'm so glad that I have. Because the world had me to think that I don't have anything. And everything that I had in love. People, cases, and things left. God say quick testimony. Okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Satu. That means salute. Satu. Um, I was living in this, this place of residence for like six plus years. And it was just, you know, making great, decent money, you know, everything that you would want to do with yourself, with your life, you know. <laughs> My son wasn't gone every other weekend or every weekend. He was gone, you know, every other week <laughs> as well as the weekend. So, you know, me and his dad co-parent very well, thanks be unto God. You got him this week, this week, you know, take him to school, you know, take him to school and this and any other so well. You know, meet up and just go. You don't come to my place, I don't come to yours. We just meet up and here you go. See you later, you know, David. You know, I love you. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <laughs> yeah. And 
I would just, you know, enjoy being in my place and go to this place, go to that place. Wherever I wanted to go, I would drive there, walk there, bus there, don't matter, skate. You understand? Anything. How to get there anyway. Excuse me, how to get there. Then all of a sudden, you know, someone needed somewhere to stay. And my lease is only for me and my child, you know, and especially because it was only a one bedroom. And my child was, a, you know, a, he was a baby, you know, and I had that California King bed. So they was like, OK, we let you slide with that because that's a huge bed enough for seven people. All right, you go ahead, because you're really supposed to have a two bedroom with, you know, a child, especially a boy. But, you know, we let you slide. And so, they, you know, I moved in six years, seven years passed. Somebody needed somewhere to stay. And they kept getting caught with the key in the door. And my landlord, it was private owned, kept seeing that. And they warned me, look, you're violating the lease. No one's supposed to be here and you're not home, especially not with no key. And I said to myself, wait a second. Okay, I won't let them have the key, but I can have company as much as I want. And because the landlord, I don't know her upbringing or whatever, she was like, you know, no, you cannot have whoever you want to have in here. We have to approve of your company. This is my building. These are my units. We went from being so nice and very cool. We was like, you know, seven years, eight years of, you know, sewing into your life being here. And everybody else got all kinds of company parties. I'm like, why she keep coming for me? I'm the... It's like she thought she was my mother or something. And it so happened to be, you know, a male who needed somewhere to stay. And I would have them there while I'm at work. Because there was a person I, you know, grew up with around the neighborhood. Okay, sure. You and your, you know, your children's mom going through something. You've been, where you been sleeping at? You know, we were all cool. We grew up. Where you been sleeping at? And I seen the blankets and stuff in, you know, the back of the truck. Oh, nah. Nah, man. Until y'all work it out, you can have my couch. You know, while I'm at work, you can sleep up and whatever, whatever, whatever. But when I'm home, you know, you can find something else to do. That's the best I, you know, came up with. The landlord was like, no. So I explained to her, no. I don't approve of anybody being in here. More than three hours. What? So make a long story short. I got a phone call from a neighbor that said to me, your stuff is out on the street and majority of the neighborhood people is roaming around in your things. They got your fur coats. They picking up your furniture, your dining room set. She threw everything out. I was like, what? I went to my supervisor and I didn't want to talk about nothing like that. That's kind of embarrassing to me. But I was like, I have an emergency at home. I have to go. And as a teacher, you cannot just leave your classroom. I mean, it's not like you at, you know, fast food or a clothing store. Somebody can replace you. You know, it's merchandise and all that stuff. Customer service. These are children lives. I can't just get up as a teacher and walk out the class. These kids and these from infants to preschool, they're going to need me when some get up, when you know, they get up from that for those who, you know, the next curriculum activity. I can't just get up and walk off. I'm the only teacher in here. I have teachers, you know, assistants, but, you know, it has to be a lead in every class. 
And I was the only one certified to be that. No one else was certified to like take care of my responsibility if I have an emergency. So I couldn't leave till I got off work. I thank God that he's that intentional. It was the week that my son was with his father. I came home. Everything has already been cleaned up. That's how much people shopped around for my stuff. Because it was some very nice things. But people just took those things. And what was left over, she had it cleaned up and put in a dump truck and pulled off like it, like it was never nothing thrown outside. I was like, I should, I should sue her for this. Because even if, you know, you consider it to be a violation, you're supposed to give me 30 days. I, have, I had no days. You didn't give me any days. Usually when someone get evicted, they have an issue with the rent. Mine wasn't rent. You said I couldn't have who I wanted to have in my apartment. And I felt so low. And honestly, guys, God said testify this because it's the truth. Because I it turned to rage because I was drinking alcohol then. And that day I drank some straight. I drank some straight and I was like, you know what? You know what? I have her phone number. I have her address. And I started to be entertained by what I can do to retaliate to this lady. And get away with it. And get away with it. And then I thought about it. It's not worth it. didn't tell anybody. I, I definitely kept it from my mother. She didn't know about any of that. Go from having your own, after you leave out your mother's house at 18, you've been on your own ever since. You, you understand. 26, 27, been on your own from 18 to 27. Traveling, doing the daggone thing, then come home one day from a phone call, your things are on the street. I didn't know what to do from there because I'd never been in that situation. So, you know, hotel, got room. I was like, what am I going to do? Can't tell nobody nothing like this. Had to buy clothes to wear each day. My son, his stuff too. You know, it had to come out eventually. But I thank God, bounced back so fast, even faster. And guess who asked me for forgiveness due to a text on that following New Year's? Happy New Year. I want to personally ask you to forgive me. But I want you to know it's my building, and whatever you do, you consult with me regarding any guests you have in this building. She really thought she was my mother because she treated me like one. You remind me of myself. You know, I would take care of my son, and you're taking care of your son. You're such a great mom. You're doing things with them like I did with my son. You're doing everything, you know, by you. You're very independent. You're working, coming home. You're doing, you remind me of myself. She kept trying to be my mother. And she got mad that I didn't listen. And was like, you got to go. 
You can't tell me who I can have in my blood. It got so bad to the point I realized there were cameras in there. What in the world? Just to see if I have guests in there. I had cameras in there. Hallelujah. So all that to say, what the devil meant for evil, God used that very same thing for good. Because guess who's listening to me preach whenever I do now? She. It's already in my heart to say that whatever the devil meant for evil, God used the very same thing for my good. And you're good too. We all make poor decisions. And we all live from them and move on regarding it. Just know that there's always somebody else that's a little bit more challenged than you are. I may grew up in a home with both parents. And one had to go away when I was five. Some people grew up with no parents. Some people grew up with one, you know, and the other just didn't want no parts of them. Some grew up with one parent and the other departed their bodies. Some grew up with both parents departing their bodies. Some grew up with both parents in the home and it wasn't even there physically, emotionally. Some grew up with both parents in the home and they was there. Some grew up, you know, in another home. That was, you know, not biological, been adopted. Some grew up in the orphanage. Some grew up, everybody have grew up some type of way. But thank God that we're here. There are some people who have grown up not knowing who their parents are. And some people, parents want to come back when, you know, people, you know, happen to be old and grown. And many say all the time, no, I needed you. You wasn't there. When I was a man growing up to be a young man, I was going through puberty. You, I couldn't talk to my mother about things. You wasn't there. When I had to shave and when I had to go to the prom and put on my first tie and learn how to tie, you wasn't there. When I wanted to talk about the birds and the bees, you weren't there. I would never be the, the father that you thought you was, but never was. I would never be like you. In fact, thank you because I'm a better man because of you. And many of us females say it to our fathers who left us too. And many of us sons say it to the mothers. And many of us daughters say it to the mothers who wasn't there too. You put this over me. You, you could have made a better decision, but, and the parents say all the time. I was young. I wasn't thinking. We have to move on from that. Because God never said, honor thy perfect mother and father. He said, honor thy mother and father. And thy days will be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. That's why many of us looking older than who, what we are, who we are. Aging so fast, shortening our days. It don't just mean that, oh, you're going to depart your body suddenly because you don't honor your parents. No, you're just cutting your days short. And it's going to look like it. You're going to be stressed out, frustrated, still bitter, still angry, disappointed on the inside. And it's tearing you up inside. Or it could tear me up inside. Because we're vetting, you know, holding on to things that we should let go of. Okay? And, but look, you're still here. And thank God that they're still here. Because some people want an opportunity to make it right with their children who departed their body. 
And some children want to make it right with their parents who departed their body. But we have an opportunity to make it better. You ever had somebody who treats you like you were the one wrong and they are? Because they don't know how to come out and just say, I made a mistake. I had to let my dad know, you don't have to come off salty to me because you feel guilty for not being there. You are there. I have my whole life, you know, writing you letters, going to visit you, talking to you, showing you all my report cards, my accomplishments, my certificates, spelling bees, trophies, taking pictures of my trophies. I even giving you first copies of my certificates. And I, you know, I give you the originals and I kept the copies. Because I want you to be a part of my life, no matter what the circumstances are. You're still the best father in the world. I don't care if you're only there for two days out of the, the whole 30-something years. You're still my father. I can never hate you. The devil tried to get me to hate so many ways and so many people because of so many things. Been on a job for 15 years, all of a sudden someone get hired in a matter of days and try to fire me? And it worked. People like Anytime they protesting out there for you, then you know it's bad. What they done to you. It got back to me. They were protesting for months for me to come back. But I, I couldn't see anything. I signed the paper to, you know, not say anything about what happened regarding the termination. For no reason. But the thing is, God is that intentional. Because to us, it may look like they were wrong. They're going to be persecuted. God don't like ugly. But the thing is, God used that very thing that Satan meant for evil for good because it brought them back to repent. And they began to receive Christ because they were filled with guilt and shame. And God used me to free them. They came to me to messenger. Everybody not going to hit me up so all of you can see on Facebook. Oh, you're talking to me. Yeah, God, are you talking to me? No. Hey, messenger. I want everybody in my business. I get that. Message me on messenger. No one can see it. Forgive me for having you fired. You didn't do nothing wrong. You were the best teacher. I just, you know, I wasn't used to all that positivity. You were just so positive all the time. You was messing up the gossip that we were doing and venting about this problem, that problem, this man, that man. And you in there praying and all that. That was messing things up. And I did and pulled some strings to get you fired. But it, it never sat well with me, even though I got fired for firing you. It didn't sit well with me because all I could think about how much you love those children and families. And they didn't deserve you to walk out on them like that because you had no choice. And it was right during graduation time for the children that you first, you know, had. You saw their first tooth come in. You helped them learn how to, you know, crawl and crawl to walk. And you documented every month upon month their hands as it's getting big from three to six to nine, 12 months and footprints and all types of work. And their first words, you captured all of that. You made a portfolio for every single one of them. And I took that moment away from you because I wanted to hurt you to keep you from their graduation because you were the ones who they first had and they known and you should have been there. And I was jealous and I made sure you weren't there. Can you forgive me? Hallelujah. And what this person did was made a big feast. Because 
she used to always, we had potlucks a lot. And every time she'd bring in something, she would take it away so I wouldn't be able to, you know, get any. I'm like, okay, it's okay. I don't have to eat any heat of your food. And she'd be like, everybody cookies in the lounge and put all the names in, and not put my name. Like, why she ain't put your name for, you can't have no cookies? I'm like, it's all good. I go buy me some cookies. It's okay. They was like, but it's not okay. That's wrong. Why she doing that to you? And it kind of hurt in my feelings, though. It did. Because I was excluded. But I disturbed myself. And she felt all of that. So she said, I make all this for you. I don't want none of this food. This Every dish that I denied you from, enjoy it. I made it all just for you. I don't want to ask you to forgive me. See, God preparing us for that speech that we have to give, which is a response to what came our way that was set up to be evil, but God mean that thing for good. And I say this, I forgive you. Forgive me too for whatever I've done. You understand? Just know that everything gets better and better and better and better and better, guys. You got to know your health gets better. It's getting better and better. Declaring the blood to flow. Had to cast down anxiety attacks. Before I even knew what anxiety was. Because I was holding so much things in my entire life. Every time something bad happened, I held it in and still was releasing good things upon people who were doing things to hurt me. And one day it just came all out. And anxiety. Panic attacks. I had to cast those down. Vertigo. I had to cast that down. Sleeping disorder, I had to cast that down. Other things that don't try to throw my way, cast that down. Hallelujah. And I'm so proud of myself because I'm pulling from a different direction. And that direction is better and better. We all have a decision that we can make and choose to do what we want to do, but we want to do what he already said regarding us as to what to do. I thank God that I don't drink alcohol, liquor no more. I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I started that when I was 12, graduating elementary, because they told us when we go to junior high, that's the cool thing. You gotta be cool, you gotta smoke cigarettes. Cigarettes? Yeah, you gotta smoke cigarettes. And you gotta drink beer. You gotta get a 40 ounce if you wanna be really cool. What? A 40 ounce? A 40. A 40 and a blunt. What? To be cool? Yeah, what about just watching cartoons? That's cool. No, you gotta smoke cigarettes, a blunt, and a 40 ounce. <laughs> and guess what we did? 
the day of our graduation. Mom, can we go outside? We graduated. We doing good. Yeah, go out with your friends. Have fun. Just come in when it get dark. Okay, Mom. All our parents said the same thing. We in a, you know, in a park, you know, in an area where we used to, you know, live at. And that park across the street, we drinking a 40 ounce. We smoking a blunt. And we smoking cigarettes. But guess what? Everybody walked away from those things. And I was the one stuck still doing it with my habit. No one had a habit with me. Study behind cigarettes. Can you still smoke a cigarette? Still smoke a cigarette. But the weed thing, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I, I just couldn't do that. I already feel, you know, <laughs> I have a spirit. There's no way. I'm already operating from another world. I don't need another world that don't even exist to try to play with my mind. Come on now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and all I did was laugh. <laughs> we got high and just laughed. Stomach was hurting so bad. <laughs> we just laughed at nothing. Just, you know, as soon as it kicked in, he just laughing. Yeah, you high. <laughs> God, you understand? So when nobody had a straight face, that makes it even more funnier because you're looking straight-faced at why everybody around you laughing. Then we all started having that habit. Cigarettes, you know, beer. And then we started doing MD-2020 and... Cisco and you understand Alize and all this stuff. Boone Farm. We didn't even care. We get whatever. <laughs> Wild Iris Rose. I'm trying to tell you. 185. All right. Because it was like 12 of us. So it was like if I bought because I, I had a job after school. They had, you know, some of them had everybody didn't have a job. Some get allowances. So some people just spend their money before they even get with us and then want to spend hours. I'm like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> 12 people, you know, one bottle for 12 people? Nah, see. <laughs> but just the, the truth of the matter is I'm testifying all this because I'm so glad that that's over for me. And out of all 12 of those friends, we were with each other every day. Some from Simple City, Langston Lane, Woodland, 16th and Death Row, and you know, 14th and Gerard and Columbia Road. And you understand Massachusetts Avenue. We got Potomac Gardens. We got Third World. We got Southwest. Everybody from somewhere. We got Bennett Road, Bennett Heights, Benninger, <laughs> Simple City. God. We had all of that. Stan Oaks. Everybody was from somewhere. And they will always say, Quenisha, you always giving us words of knowledge, like what to do, what not to do, not to be with these guys, keep our legs closed, not to show our bodies, don't just hop in any car. You tell us what to, you know, you help us. You, we, we listening to you. You know, you're like a leader. You got to get in the front because back then the leaders be in the front of the group, you know, or, you know, they stand out in the group. And I was like, nah, we are leaders. They said, why are you always being a back? Need to be in the front. Everybody was so pressed to be in the front. I'm like, nah, I'll be in the back. They said, why are you so pressed to be in the back? So I can keep an eye on all of y'all. I can see all of you. They said, see, that's why we want you to be in the front. <laughs> no, that's why I want to be in the back. When I'm in the front, I can't keep an eye on you to keep you where you're supposed to be. I have to see you. Let me stay in the back. Hallelujah. And I thank God for everything that I encountered in my life. Because it built up my godly character by me denying to not make those decisions ever again. 
and it gets better and better from there. God showed me a green leaf, a new leaf of life. Thank you, Father. Beyond that day. I mean, thank you, Father. Beyond that day. Beyond that day. Beyond that day. Thank you, Father. Beyond that day. Beyond that day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for receiving. And thank you also for releasing. Thank you for praying for me. And continue to pray for me. Thank you. Because I need it. No, there's nothing wrong. I need it because I've been made right. And to stay in that place. Which I will be determined to. But just continue to pray my strength in the Lord. Hallelujah. Continue to pray for my humility to remain strong in the Lord. My stewardship towards you. My honor towards you. Not to trip off of negative news. Disrespect that the enemy could throw my way. Even regarding you. Hallelujah. Any of you. I'm so determined. That every part of me going to bless the Lord. My faith going to bless the Lord. My attitude. My smile. The way how I dress going to bless the Lord. My hairstyle. People say. People have been asking me. And they have been. You know. You just look so nice. We look forward to see your outfits. Let me tell you this. I give God my best. I get dressed. I get ready. I ask God, what do you want to see me in? You know, help me with my hairstyles. You know, he helped me with, and he's my best friend. Like, meaning you have friends. Like, I have friends, but when it comes to a best friend, no one can supersede my friend, my friendship level than God. You understand? He gets the best of me. And him getting the best of me, you get the best of me because I'm giving him my best. And, you know, he had me to release unto him. He released it unto you. The best of me. And I mean the best of me, guys. God don't get sweatpants and a t-shirt. And then I go to a function and give them, you know, a fine dress. No. It's going to be the other way around when it comes to our father. He gets the best of everything. The polish on my toes, he gets the best. Oh, it's chip. Oh, do it over. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you the best. Everything. Make up the best. Anything smeary? Oh, let's fix that. Because how I present myself the best is because he is the best. And he gets my best. How I walk, how I talk, how I live, my energy level, my excitement that you guys hear, it's my best. And I'm receiving your best. I would never look great for a man and then look any kind of way for God. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm married to him first. <laughs> I be <mean>, I... <laughs> Okay, Father. <laughs> I was about to say, speaking of marriage, uh, where that man at? <laughs> Bring that man over here. Stop playing with me, God. Stop playing with me, Lord. I said it in heavy language. How you say stop playing with me, Lord? In my heavy language. Mosa Kanita. Mosa Kanita. Okay, well, Mosa Kanita, then. Oh, now I'm with this man. Bring this man. Mosa Kanita. Mosa Kanita. Mosa Kanita. Mosa Kanita. Mosa Kanita. Mosa Kanita. M
Mosakani talk. I'm about to go live. Mosakani talk. I'm just playing. No, I ain't playing. Mosakani talk. And he said, right, hold on. Mosakani talk. Greatest he that's in us, he's in the world. I love you guys so much.